Hey everyone, and today is Friday, January 26, 2018. And when I hopped on here, I was like, what am I going to talk about today? Um, I kind of had no idea, but um, I guess in, you know, as I continue to be more curious about how the, um, well, really what's got me curious is, so I got accepted to this program, this east-west doctorate uh, of philosophy and psychology. And um, I know one of the biggest things I'll be doing there is, you know, working to figure out like how ayahuasca can be best integrated into the western world. And um, I don't know, the more I think about it, like, um, I think the original approach, um, needs to be preserved, you know, through ceremony, through the, you know, the spiritual intent, um, an effort to promote healing and transformation on multiple levels. There's two things that I'm really interested in particular, which is PTSD and addiction. Um, and, but really ayahuasca can help somebody transform in multiple ways. And I think the other The other thing too is like, um, you know, I just can't help but say like, there's so much language barriers and breakdowns when it comes to actually verbalizing what someone's healing from. It's really like, uh, there's so many ways to talk about like a mental health or like a mental health, emotional health, like the consciousness of it. Like I could say anxiety and that means the same thing to a lot of people, but it also means different things to a lot of people. So I think the other thing too, to keep in mind is that when we're talking about what someone's actually healing from, it's like paying attention to the language and like, you know, what is the association attached with a certain word when someone says it? Because it's like the word PTSD, like historically is just attached to you know, someone coming home from a war that has quote unquote shell shock. But now we know it goes way beyond that. Um, so, you know, as, and when I think about like, how are we going to like, how are we going to study ayahuasca? Um, because the other thing too, is like, it's not just ayahuasca, but it's the set and setting that are going to be the most important. And, um, I see it in the end, like it continuing to be administered in a ceremony way, which is whether it's one-on-one or in a group setting and there's trained therapists, um, or just trained caretakers or trained shamans, like however you want to put it, you know, somehow, some way we all got to get together on the same page. And like, um, you know, I don't, I, when I say pro, you know, I want to talk about like, um, protocols that can be adapted across the board. You know, right now the protocol is the shamanic protocol, um, that I defer to a lot when discussing this with people. But I also think like that might not work for everybody. So how can we, uh, shape shift it a little bit to fit somebody else's culture, you know, like including the participant in the process, just as I would, as a, um, as a therapist or somebody who's engaging in the healing arts, like, yes, I have a protocol. Yes. I've been trained a certain way, but it's my job to help 
the other person who's coming for healing to help them feel as safe and comfortable as possible. Because if you think about it, the more comfortable someone feels and the more safe they feel, the deeper the healing they're actually going to be able to do. So, you know, I don't think rigidness around this topic is going to help anybody. Um, So, but there are, I think... I think in terms of safety protocols, there definitely needs to be a checklist there. Um, I mean, for obvious reasons. Um, And then the way that ayahuasca is talked about among like uh, the mass mass clinicians, (laughs) I think there can be some protocol with that too. Because if someone who's never done ayahuasca and they're attempting to have a dialogue with a client about it, it's going to be very like difficult for them and I would imagine like slightly uncomfortable depending even on that person's personal beliefs because you know the other thing too as I yeah um I have been approached by clinicians who are uncomfortable with what I'm talking about you know and they kind of challenge me and then I think initially I get really angry I'm like fuck you like why are you raining on my parade but then I have to really step into like, well, somebody's asking a critical question, you know, they're being analytical, like I need to step up and be able to like be empathetic towards their skepticism because, you know, the truth is it isn't for everyone um, and not everyone has to agree with it. You know, um, no one needs to do anything that they don't want to. But the thing, the, the thing that I need to stay true to is like, this is why I'm here. You know, this is what I'm doing. So come and follow along if you want to if not you know then that's fine no one no no hard feelings um and I guess you you can you could propose the question like well why ayahuasca like why not like why aren't and um that's part that's a part that's like beyond me I've already told everyone about my tattoo and all this stuff but um there's one thing I am extremely passionate about which is like I, th- I feel like I continue just to see people come to me who've been suffering for years suffering for years and you know like no one's given them the education or the tools or whatever but now we're in a time where we have we have good therapies we have the education you know, but somehow we need to put it all together. Um, so it's more, um, I don't know what the word is. I mean, the other thing that just came to mind too, is like, there's a lot of health problems out there that individuals and we need to take a responsibility as a community. No one needs to do this alone. I guess that's the thing that comes to mind. So like the more conscious and aware that one person can be and put the information out there in like a book or a lecture style, kind of like what I plan on doing, the more it's just going to raise the education that's out there. It doesn't mean it's the answer. I don't think we're ever going to get to a point where like, Hey, we figured it all out because like, that's why we're all here anyway. So there's never going to be like this tipping point where it's like, yes, but, um, just to continue to evolve and, um, you know, to me, my goal is, you know, 
start a conversation around ayahuasca, having the education accessible, make sure people are aware and have the information and that there's safe administration of this. Because the truth is like things can really go wrong if people are just going out there and doing whatever they want. Um, you know, making sure like the phases of this are, are utilized, um, like so preparation work, integration work, understanding like it's a process, you know, um, um, I don't know. And I think in some weird kind of strange way in the end, it could or couldn't help shift, you know, just the overall way that this world is going, um, or this country is going. Um, you know, I think that's just like a deeper question. And sometimes I think like, how much power do I actually have over that? Probably not a lot, you know, um, but, you know, be, be the change in the world that you want to see, you know? And so I want to somehow make this medicine and this, this practice more accessible. I want to be a part of, you know, the psychedelic movement. Um, so it really does require grassroots organization, creating a conversation around it. And really like for me, the biggest goal is like just to continue to not get, get afraid, you know, because I know a lot of people are going to be coming at me with a lot of questions and like a lot of like harshness and judgment. And I have to remember that like, you know, that's don't take it personally. Like people are going to be angry and have their experiences and that's okay. You know, um, so those are kind of some of my ideas about like ayahuasca and the future and like how it's actually going to fit in a model. And the other thing too, is like, no matter what state you're in, like, you know, you can create a protocol like across the board, but it's like humans are implementing it. Right. Each human is like kind of going to have their own way of doing this. And if they have like a certain team that they're doing it, you know, we put in our ideas and that sort of thing. Um, I think it, I think as long as like, you know, to me, I have to, I, the best way I see is like, there has to be like a committee, you know, like a conscious committee that's kind of like running all of this and like, you know, saying that this is how things can be done and, um, you know, like this is the way, like in this state or, you know, people coming together and putting their heads together and creating something rather than like, you know, um, it being disconnected and only one person leading it because I think that's where it can really get in trouble. I don't know why. I just know like this has to be a group effort. So, um, I guess those are my thoughts. Um, and then I'm just gonna, I don't have any cards, but I have a book to the cards today. So I'll just flip this book, see what intuitively. Okay. So this is from earth magic Oracle cards, uh, stone people vigilance. So these stone people stand in their ever-present vigil along the shores of an ocean whose tide has receded, leaving the remnants of water upon which we see them reflected. 
The sky, a soft and mobile backdrop for these solid beings, suggests peace and calm. They exude power, only moved and shaped by other earth elements such as sea, wind, and earth herself. She rumbles her belly. With practice, we can not only emulate these stone people, but also respect their ancientness and relative absoluteness of strength. They stand tall, bearing the ragged lines where these other earth elements have carved their impression on these otherwise seemingly immobile fortresses. Long past when we've left the earth for the world of, of spirit, these ancient beings will remain witness to all that transpires transpires before their body so and the message is remain vigilant at this time but not out of fear did i just not talk about that guys <laughs> vigilance simply means opening up your mind and senses to information as it is presented to you through your eyes ears and physical sensations and detached thoughts it is especially true in two main areas first follow any gut feelings that tell you to be worried about someone or something Second, pay close attention to any important opportunity that presents itself, one that may enhance your life and the lives of others. Maintain your vigilance of the clues around you and inside of you. Assess what is emanating from your body and then sort out any conditioned responses, what is purely instinctual. No, conditioned responses from what is purely instinctual. Examine the situation with heart intuition and mind and harmony for this is how vigilance serves you detach take a break and stand tall in your stature cool beans so that's hard for all of us i know that um so yeah i will see you guys back here tomorrow i don't know what i have in store for you i'm pretty sure starting in february um i'm gonna start just planning out these a lot more I've kind of had a style of just hopping on and doing whatever I felt. So I will see you guys back here and have a good day.